0: This is Shane Gibson's Sociable Podcast from ClosingBigger.net. Today, I want to talk a little bit about Rising Above the Noise. And I think that this is sort of three concepts here that are very important in social media marketing, in sales as well. I think this could equally apply to any sales professional using the social web, to prospect to connect, uh, or even in person, really. So sales, marketing, social. But I'm going to promote this uh, and talk about this on a social media slant, there's a ton of things we can do to rise above the noise. See, the problem is everybody says, hey, social media is fantastic, email's fantastic, hey, going to those networking sessions down the street are fantastic, because they're all free. The problem is is everybody else is using those free tools as well. Everybody else is at the same cocktail mixers. Uh, Everybody else is out on the web blogging, podcasting, posting video, uh, commenting in LinkedIn groups. So how do we rise above the noise? Because the challenge is there's so many people doing it. It's noisy out there. And your market has a hard time finding and differentiating between these various noisemakers. So I've got three tips here. And these three tips uh, really come from a marketing perspective, but here they are. Number one is be consistent. So I know we hear this all the time, but consistency is key. Number one, being consistent. So for instance, it's great if you're a fantastic blogger, but if you write one good blog post every three weeks there's a good chance your audience has gone somewhere else. So you can create a need, you can create a thirst, you can create an appetite for the type of content you create, and then you leave a vacuum in your marketplace because you're not supplying it on a regular basis. So being consistent means picking a reasonable frequency of blog posts, being on Twitter and doing more than one tweet a day, uh, and really also having a consistent tone and having some consistent themes that are connected. So, number one, being consistent allows you to build momentum. It builds momentum within your audience. It creates ongoing conversations. Uh, If you do a great blog post and you've got four or five comments from various individuals that day and you wait another three or four weeks to do another post, there's a good chance those people won't be coming back to make comments. You won't build that momentum or build on that community, uh, really, connection. Uh, You're going to have to start over again. So, momentum is built by consistency. Trust is also built by consistency. If I am continually creating good content and having good dialogue, over time, that genuine assistance builds a relationship. And Lastly, of course, is pace. It builds a pace. It builds an expectation. It builds a habit. People begin to check in. I found something interesting, and this goes back when I first started uh, on Twitter. One of the things I did is and I don't do it anymore because there's a lot of people doing it now. That's the other thing, too, is you may have to change what you're being consistent with if your entire market starts to emulate it. But Originally, what I would start doing is posting a tip, uh, a couple tips every morning, but also a couple motivational quotes, leadership quotes. I did this for a consistent period of Time, found a lot of people sharing it, uh, giving me feedback, and it was fantastic. And then I went away for a few days and I just didn't post my. My updates. And when I came back to my Twitter account after a few days away, I had people saying, Hey, here, where's my tips? Where's my quotes? You know, is Shane okay? Where's he at? And it was really interesting is that you actually create an expectation. People log on in the morning to see what you're up to, to check out your blog post, to check out your YouTube feed, to check out your Twitter feed, wherever you're being consistent. So it creates an expectancy and a pace with your audience. So think consistency to be noticed and to get above the crowd. Because one of the things you'll find, there's a lot of brilliant people out there on the social web but very few are consistent number two make sure you're niche casting or even better or niche casting depending on what part of the world you're in uh, niche casting or niche casting and and or nano casting so in our book guerrilla social media marketing jay conrad levinson and i talk about the fact that you know a niche cast is okay Uh, for instance to if you're if you've got a particular company that markets to parents and you are now targeting um, mums on the internet between the ages of 35 and 45, great. That, that's a niche. But a nanocast is then segmenting those groups further and creating really relevant content and conversations. So those mums that are involved in health and fitness, uh, some that are involved in community events, some that already have small children and some that have adult children, if you begin to aggregate and really niche, nanocast those specific groups with specific content, and reaching out and having specific conversations with those groups, you will deepen the relationships with them and further increase your relevancy of that audience, thus getting noticed and above the noise. And the third thing we can do, the third thing we can do, and this really connects back to what we just talked about, about deepening relationships, is I said this in my last podcast, or not the last one, but the one I did a couple days ago, was that, Content's not king or queen. Content is not king. Connection is king. There's all kinds of content out there. Uh, there's tons of people talking, making noise. There's, we're, there's too much content. But what is what really makes content work is connection with your audience. And that is key, is understanding where they're coming from, communicating in a language specifically that they can relate to, Digging into topics specific to them from a nanocasting perspective, but also taking the time to deepen connections. That when's the last time you took the top people that you were connected with on Twitter or Facebook and reached out, those that are contributed to your content, having great dialogue, and pulling them offline for a coffee uh, or a Skype conversation? Or asking them to be a guest blogger on your site uh, or promoting some of their content to establish deeper relationships. Let them know it's not just about me marketing. Find ways to deepen connections. Then those connections will be very focused on the content you create. And in most cases will also help share it and help your content grow legs and travel to places that you don't even have reach to. And I guess the last part of connection is frequency. This goes back to my days of of sales training, and I've done sales training and developed sales systems for major organizations on three continents, Uh, and still to this day, even though I spend most of my time in the social media realm, consider myself at heart, a sales professional uh, and, you know, a sales uh, expert to a large degree. And so when we look at this, one of the key things that I would work on with clients is they would talk about how to be above average, how to be more successful than your competitors, uh, how to gain mind share. Because see, mind share eventually equals wallet share. And the big part here, and this is a key statistic, is the average sales professional after the third no or the third maybe or the third not today quit and never talk to that contact again. But what we know is that 81% of all conversion business happens on the fifth contact and onward, the fifth value added contact. Not the fifth harassing phone call, an annoying tweet, but the fifth value added contact and onward is where 81% of all conversion business happens. And that conversion That conversion is absolutely vital. And so what happens is that most people, and this is the stat, is that only 12% of people in sales and business push beyond that third maybe, that third I'm happy with my present supplier. Now, how does that translate? Well, that means that really that small percentage makes the lion's share of income in any industry. So let's convert this stat uh, or this concept uh, over to the social web. Is that this is why connection and consistent, relevant, personal dialogue with people is so powerful? See, you know, most of your competitors may touch or converse with this potential person, this influencer, or this potential client once every quarter. Thank you for that tweet. Oh, glad you enjoyed our restaurant. Oh, thanks for downloading our free report. And what did you think of it? That's one point of value added contact. But to move beyond that and on a focused level, have a very specific nano market of people that you interact with on an ongoing basis on the web. So you have 5, 8, 10, 12 value added contacts, conversations, engagement points with them in the same period of time, you're going to find that you're going to get the lion's share of that conversion business. So again, here's three things you want to do to get above the crowd, to get above the noise and to start driving some, I feel some real ROI from your social media activities is number one, be consistent, build that momentum, build that trust, build that pace. Number two, really make sure you understand your niche or niche, but go beyond that Go further and start understanding your nano market within those groups and then customize your conversation and your content. And third is remember connection is king. Content is not king. So connect and deepen engagement on a more frequent basis than your competitors. This is Shane Gibson's podcast from ClosingBigger.net, and this is my fifth day in the 30, day, 30 podcasts and 30 days program I'm doing. If you've got any questions, comments, uh, or even some guests you feel I should be interviewing for this podcast, please let me know, shane at socialized.me. If you're looking for a speaker for your next conference on social media, social CRM, uh, and or guerrilla social media marketing, you can email me, Shane at socialized.me, or tweet me, at Shane Gibson.